What's up, everybody? Thanks for tuning in to Channel 99. We've got Chad with us today. He's what's back up, again. What's up, what's up, what's up? We talk, um, we talk a little bit about um, the EPA, kind of. Um, a lot about solar, Starting aliens, a business. Business. Um, Global warming doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. And yeah, and here's we, why. We, yeah, we geek on it. Does it really matter? We don't really know. We'll we'll, we'll let you find out. Um, we'll let you kind of decide on that. So make sure you subscribe. Give us five stars. Pass the episode along. Um, find a chat on. Uh, so check us out at newleafsolar.org. And okay. uh, you'll see our website. And I would recommend going to About New Leaf. Just reading our philosophy. Yeah. I think yeah, it'll resonate with a lot of people. Yeah. And these guys are kind of like top of the line, high class kind of stuff. So make sure that uh, if you are checking them out, that you are making big advances in your life because we want to make sure that everybody is covered who is serious about it because we don't want to waste people's time. No, absolutely no, not. No, not at all. Um, and we want to make sure that everybody who is serious about it is covered at 100%. So, uh, again, make sure you subscribe. Give us five stars. Pass the episode along. And have a wonderful rest of your day. You don't fucking sing with me. Come on, man. Day. Best day ever. Day. I don't know why I went high there. Day. You, you had to ever. Best of your day. Ever. <laughs> That was fucked. We're terrible. We can't sing together. No, that was beautiful. <laughs> that I don't know what you're beautiful. talking about. That was like perfect <laughs> harmony. <laughs> All right. Love y'all. Uh, Peace. Just two seconds. Peace. Shut up and sit down. Four hours last night. I went from 8 o'clock to midnight last night. Hold up. You went on a walk for four hours. Yes, I did. I do it. walk? Just all around my neighborhood. I explore, try to learn all the streets. Um, uh, I don't know. There's. I live out by some fields, so I go out and just look at the stars and just try to get like really good what? aerobic. Yeah, dude. For four hours? Yeah, man. I'm like really committed to losing weight. I'm sick and tired of being overweight. And I've, wow. I've lost uh, uh, my belt buckle goes one more notch now so it's already working yeah i uh went and saw uh your sister april and seth yeah and uh the first thing april said was oh my gosh you lost weight you have i was gonna say the same thing when you showed up man yeah i'm really working hard on it i'm sick and tired of being overweight it's i've never been overweight in my entire life i've always been really lean and really fit i'm a rock climber i was a wrestler in high school i coached wrestling um just health and fitness means a lot to me and uh one one day i just got up and i was looking at myself in the mirror and i was like disgusted i was like you know what i i don't i don't want to do this anymore I what was it like that this. disgusted you just the way my body looked i don't like yeah. i don't like looking unattractive nobody likes that well, and well, not only that i noticed that my fitness was way down like i would go up a flight of stairs and i'd be like a little winded and i was like you've got to be kidding me like from a yeah. you know i i went to the state tournament for wrestling i was a really good wrestler um you know not the best but i was good for the amount of time that i'd put in i was really proud of that i played lacrosse in high school uh like i said rock climber i've always been extremely active played a lot of racquetball mm -hmm. i rarely lost in racquetball and i you know i don't want to sound like i'm bragging or being like arrogant or anything but just you know i was i was a pretty athletic guy having kids and gaining all the weight and just one day waking up and looking in the mirror and being like what happened look at me this is not this is not the guy that I feel like I am. Right. So at some point you just got to say, all right, put up or shut up. 
I'm either going to be fat for the rest of my life or I'm not. And if those are my options, I choose not. So then what is it that you're doing now? Walks, working out. Just the four hour <laughs> aerobics. Yeah, aerobics roaming, is huge, man. Just for four hours, just yep. roaming. I turn on music. I really love listening to. Uh, you should listen to our podcast. Um, actually, I, uh, music is like my drug, man. I love music. So I'll, well, I'll throw on. Uh, I do unplug sessions. You should there listen you go. to my unplug yeah, shows. Yeah, there you go. I'd love to. Dude, they're like 15, 20 minutes long. They're yeah. really good stuff. Yeah, right on. I'll uh, I'll definitely check that out for it'll, real. I will. I'm not just it, saying that. It's, like it's really, it's very next... minimal when it comes to the overall length of your adventure. But uh-huh. um, I I think you might like it. They, yeah, I'll check those that out. are those are my most popular downloads for a reason. Um, I think they are extremely talented. Those individuals share their content. Mm-hmm. They're very passionate about what they do. So they, you know, they engage their listeners and and they make sure. You know, those people have a way to access their content. And fortunately, I have a platform yeah, for that definitely. content. That's so, an understatement. Well, <laughs> I do. Well, no, it's a not great necessarily. Platform, it's, a, it, well, it's a great, thank you. It's a, it's a platform in general and it's free. Yeah. And uh, I, I, I think a lot of musicians, for the most part, that I come in contact with, they don't take it for granted. You know, they... Um, they have an appreciation for it, and I I do know some guests. I've done a hundred plus shows in here, and there are multiple guests who have never shared their show. Like I'll tag them; they don't like the things when I tag them in them. They don't share the things that I tag them in when I'm trying to promote their show because I think it's good. They don't come back on my show. And they won't because if um, if if you can't even appreciate your own time, then why I don't, should you? Yeah, you then know, why, why should, should I appreciate their time? Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. like obviously there's um, some type of uh, there's there's some type of um, I don't know. Uh, I I don't want to call it a disrespect, but obviously they don't respect my time enough, let alone their own time to have come in and like had a conversation, promoted whatever it is they're promoting for free. And then I push it out there and I think I push decent content, you know, decent enough to be able to reshare at least. And if they don't, then that's fine. I, I respect their option like they're fucking adults they can do what they want but at the end of the day i recognize it and there's so many other people i've booked two shows in the last two weeks and i produced nine and i have four more in queue right now on my computer they are literally being edited so and i've and this is in the last two weeks i'm trying to catch up on last week already like this So for me, it's like, I don't mind, man. I love people like you because you respect your own time. Um, Every time you've been in here, you've been very appreciative of um, my time. And, um, you know, I I think that's important. I think everybody should recognize that um, 
there are other things, especially if you have a family, stuff like that, you know, like there are other things people could be doing. So, uh, thanks again for swinging by. We're actually going to do Dude, two my shows. Yeah. My we're going to do two shows tonight. This is the first show. This is going to be kind of like a banter back and forth. Okay. Um, between you and I, you have some topics that we're talking about. Yeah. And then, uh, later, I think if we have an extra half hour, we might be doing a reviews show oh, i'd love to Erie, indiana episode eight if not it's not a big deal uh that'd we'll be my to, pleasure like, man dude, it sounds like it'd be yeah, fun I, i'm curious fun. about yeah, it so yeah, i want to do it yeah. yeah i think i'll have fun i want to do so, it all right okay everybody that was like literally the intro for six and a half minutes is that okay yeah i love it sweet so everyone who is listening this is chad What's you up? are the ceo of a solar company please explain yeah. it real quick to everybody listening. Uh, yeah, the quick breakdown is this. I worked in the solar industry uh, for going on four years and worked for two very large companies. Uh, they are um, – I worked for the number one largest solar company in the nation and the number three largest solar company in the nation. And uh, the I realized that they had really high overhead costs. They were inefficient with their processes. They took a long time to get people installed. And I'm not here to rag on them. They're good companies. They have a good product. But I just I knew that I could do it better. A uh, small startup company is always going to be more efficient, lower overhead cost, and I very deliberately designed my business model so that I had virtually no overhead cost. You're going to think I'm BSing you, but literally my overhead cost each month is two hundred and sixty dollars. Yeah, everything I make above and beyond two hundred and sixty dollars a month is a hundred percent profit. So how is it that you are able to? Are you attacking a certain segment? Of that market, like absolutely. People, so what? What was your strategy going in as far as being able to scoop up potential customers and steal market share from these bigger companies? You know, it's it's actually incredibly simple. Um, I uh, there's two fundamental things to be able to to outcompete the large companies. Number one, you have to have low overhead cost, and number two, you can't be greedy. If you're willing to um, have a, a very logically created business model that gives you low overhead costs, then the only other element of that is don't be greedy. And mm. most guys are greedy. They're super greedy. Most people in the industry way oversell solar. Um, as an example, I don't want to get too detailed here, but if, uh, you know, construction permits are a matter of public record. Anybody at any time can get on their city website or any other city for that matter and pull construction permits, and it's super obvious which ones are solar because it'll say the name of the solar company, and every solar company is something, something solar, right? So you see the word solar, and you know, all right, this is a solar permit. It'll show you the system size and the system and the cost of the project, and if you want to know what their cost per watt is, you just do cost divided by size, and that gives you the cost per kilowatt. If mm-hmm. you divide that by 1,000, that breaks it down to cost per watt. Don't want to get too technical here with the math. It's very straight division, very simple. The average rate uh, in Boise, Nampa, Caldwell, Meridian um, is about $4.30 uh, per watt. Now, I've seen it as high as $5.15 per watt, and uh, I've seen it as low as three eighty per watt. My company, our average price that we sell at is $3.33 per watt. So we are, uh, that comes out, you know, <clears throat> for every $0.10 cents per watt, that you're lower than the competition comes out to a thousand dollars a kilowatt average system size in america six kilowatts which means my systems are on average six thousand dollars cheaper than the competition that's significant 
So your units that you sell specifically versus these big companies. Big box companies. The way that you have been able to structure your payment plans, your incentives, um, your contracts with third parties for the actual yep. equipment itself, right? The yep. hardware. Uh, you're able to provide something that is at what percentage? What is that? Sorry. Well, so not a percentage. I, I'm talking I'm sorry, a like, dollar what's amount. The dollar point. It's, it's on average, it's about six thousand dollars cheaper per Dude. system. Okay, and so like per system, what what is the household size like? So my house is eighteen hundred square feet. What is the average that would be that that differential? Does that make sense? Yeah. So uh, a house like this, 1,800 square feet, um, you're not going to need a really big system. But you can't just go off size of the home. It has to do with the electricity habits of the people that live in the home. I've seen people okay. with very small homes that have a huge electric bill. Yeah. And the electric consumption sure. is what we really care about. Okay. But um, there is a general correlation between the size of the house and how I much you're you, going to consume. Can I give you a dollar point? Yeah, like, please. Like a dollar, like price point yeah, yeah, yeah. where per so month, my what's... monthly electricity right now just because we are in the off season where i'm using gas for heat not yeah. electricity not electricity for ac yeah so right now my electricity is probably around like 40 dollars a month yeah i could easily beat that yeah it'd be cheap yeah. so what you need to do uh it's uh you need between to look me at your and annual. another dude like yeah. two bachelors living in the same house he's running from me but again rarely here he probably uses just as much as like, like electricity as i do just right. because um, yeah. well yeah. outside of he's this, got a tv i have lights a studio and, yeah, yeah, yeah i mean yeah. he has a yeah he's in there all the time yeah he lives in that room yeah, yeah. so uh, what you, what you're really looking at, you need to look at the annual amount you spend on power to the public utility company, mm -hmm. and then divide that by twelve, and that is the figure that you need to go off of. If I had to guess, I would say you're probably somewhere between oh eighty and one hundred and twenty dollars a month is probably your average is somewhere right in there. If you take into account the high summer mm. months and the low winter months, you're going to be mm. somewhere in there. Um. I might honestly say closer to like the 60 to 80 range if I'm okay. average. Yeah. 60 to 80. All right, 60 that's fine. 80. So let's say your average was $70. Let's sure. just split that yeah. down the middle. That sounds about right. Just okay. because I do have months where it's like literally $18, you know, and then I have months that are like 189 yeah. 200, $220. July, August. Like, yeah, because yeah. my AC runs off of that. But my average honestly is probably closer to like, 40 to 60 but i'm gonna say 50 to 70 just because i really don't use a lot and i always turn lights off and everything yeah, yeah. lights off I, yeah I, it, it's I'm funny everybody it. has this conversation with me when i talk to homeowners about this and you know this is what i do all day long every day right mm. everybody is surprised what the average comes out to nobody ever calculates what they pay annually to the well, power company nobody no and then they really i show don't. it to them because i put in the numbers in a spreadsheet and it's just like black and white these are the numbers and it's always higher than people think always yeah. have you thought about contracting with tesla how does that work you should man i don't know honestly i'm probably gonna have to get a new roof in the next like five to ten years uh -huh. And if you could contract with Tesla for those new things, they sell them, like legitimately sell those tiles, those- uh, Oh man, you're gonna pay for those. Solar tiles. No, they're worth it, dude. I've looked $100, into it, $100,000. 
$100,000 easily for uh, No. Yeah. No. Nah, not so, for my dude, my roof? No. Nah, dude, my roof is tiny, listen, bro. Listen to me. I I just watched so I, this is all I do, right? I love researching this stuff and But does if it you're pay it good, off? If you're going to be but good But if you in could contract field, and make money on <clears> it, you should probably be so I I absolutely it, right? want to adopt the solar tiles when the price comes down. Yeah. Right now, price is crazy high. One of the first people because you have to pay a licensing fee or something <clears throat> like on top of like the actual item itself, and then you have to pass that along to someone like us. No, it's it, it's like it's consumer? because the technology is so new with the Tesla solar tile. Um, literally, uh, the first house they did was probably, uh, I don't know, maybe about a 4,800 square foot home. One of the first, not the first, one of the first, uh, there was a guy, he's a Asian fellow. They interviewed him. He lives in California and, uh, he paid a hundred thousand dollars to have his house done in those solar tiles. That's a big ass house though, dude. Yeah. 4,800. It's a big, but think about it, but it's multiple stories. The roof space really isn't going to be a whole lot different than your roof. Right. This is a one story house. He would have a three okay. story he Maybe. Had a basement, yeah. primary level, okay. secondary I level. I guess. Yeah. I don't know. I don't so, know. I mean, 1,800 square feet times three stories, you're pretty damn close to 6,000 square feet, you know? Yeah. What three would, times 18, you're looking at 40, 53? Yeah. 50, 54. 54 square feet. Yeah. That's yeah. right. Yeah. 5,400 5, square feet. So, <clears throat> so it's how uh, it's just that it's expensive technology, but without, uh, let me be clear, that is the future. Nobody wants to have a large panel on their roof if instead they could have something that looks like a shingle. That will always be superior aesthetically, mm. but there are some things about the panels that are superior to the tiles. The roof tiles are great because of aesthetics. Panels are better because they shade your roof. They don't touch the roof. They're above it by a few inches. And they're they ugly. actually. Dude, they're ugly. No, though. they're not with a trim they now. Are, oh, no, they, they look so sexy. It's dude, so modern. Dude, look at my name. Dude. Whoa, that's loud. <laughs> that, that jumped up all of a sudden, did, didn't it? Yeah, my bad. <laughs> that's our headphones. Um, dude, it, I look at my neighbors, man, and they're like back, the whole backside of their it. house. No, it's ugly. It's ugly. Is it symmetrical? Is it a nice shape? Or is it like. Uh, it goes uh, up all weird. It's ugly. That's just what it is. It doesn't matter what shape no, it is. No, it's not It's is, ugly. It's, is it it's, symmetrical? It doesn't even matter. It's fucking <laughs> ugly. Like, I look at the side of their house, and I'm like, you do realize you have these giant fucking right, check this like, panels check. on the top of your roof. Actually, it's weird. Do, do me a favor. Do me a favor. Uh, can you hop on my website? I'm not quick? trying to be like no, anti. No, no, I get it. I'm just I saying, like, I look at my neighbors and I'm and like, like, that's it. why they're CCNRs. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that say, don't do that. Check because this out. Because it's not attractive. It Mo- looks fucking tacky. Most CCNRs don't say you can't have solar. They say you have to get approved for solar. Well, no, no, no. Our CCNRs say you can have solar, but you just can't have them basically on the front. anywhere that anybody can see yeah, them. Yeah, they want them on the back. Yeah, because right, they're fucking ugly. Go to <laughs> newleafsolar.org. I'm going to show you. This is you guys. I'm going to show you a picture of our first install. Uh, just so your your uh, listeners can see for themselves, I don't want you turning people off from solar. No, 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 no. I'm not. I'm not at all. Oh, I'm just yes, saying, you are. These are you ugly. My neighbor just has ugly oh, fucking that, solar. Look at that gorgeous website. Hold on. One Designed second. by yours truly. Hold on. I'm gonna let. Um, we're gonna look at this on the bottom screen, and they are actually gonna look at it on the um, top screen. Oh, that's cool. Look at you, all technical. Well, I just want people to be able to see your shit. Excuse my language, but fuck. Oh, there it goes. 
Yeah, but this should be in the background right now. I'm a little disappointed. With my save. Right there. Oh, beautiful. Front and center, I love it. Yeah, well, give us just a second, because this should be right there. Oh, nice. Yeah. Hello. Hell yeah. Now everybody who's looking... All right, we're on the bottom screen. All right, check this out. I All mean, right. we can be on top. I want Actually, you to. I want you to go screen. to. It doesn't really matter. All right, yeah, cool. They don't care. I want you to go to book online, the tab at the top. So, did you? How did you set this? Uh, how did you set this thing? Dude, up? I, I literally designed this myself. Super easy. Good Anybody who is uh, looking to start a business, get on Wix dot com. I'm not sponsored. That's by what them. I use. I have no affiliation with them, but I'm just telling you, it's I the most user friendly. Stuff. Yep. It's so easy. I it mean, is. it's literally as easy as building a PowerPoint presentation or a keynote yep. presentation and if you're the, a Mac user. Mm -hmm. Same thing. And, and the last like few, I've even, I've been using them for about three years now for a few bit different businesses. And, they're amazing. Uh, yeah, they're. they're Work super well. affordable. They, they evolve. Like yep. all their stuff has continuously gotten better. It's um, only five bucks a month for an email to set up an email. Yeah, five bucks a if month you per want an email, email on yep. top of your. Website. You have to yeah. register your site, so you yeah. do have to pay for your site. It is a little costly. I didn't think it was. I, I mean, I, like by costly, I mean like you'd have to put money down. And I think I paid a hundred and fifty, but I have a sales. But that's for a whole. I have a store. Year. I have a store. Everything. Yeah, yeah. it's like a hundred and fifty for a year. So yeah. and you can pay monthly if funds are tight. They they move it up a little bit. Yeah, yeah. To it's do not the as monthly. good of a deal. Yeah, it's but not I, as good as a deal. I think but it it's still worth. Like it's like twenty something bucks, 20 a, month. bucks a month. Or if yeah. you pay all up front, it's like twelve fifty or like fifteen bucks basically. Everybody so you save a couple if you pay up front. Everybody can afford twenty bucks a month. Everybody can. If you're yeah. if just you, don't go to lunch as much. Paid for. If you're well, if you exactly, or if you're <laughs> passionate about what you're doing, um, maybe just save an extra ten. <laughs> Go donate plasma. Go donate plasma once a month. <laughs> once a paid. month. Yeah, exactly. It's not hard. Jesus. All right, so check this out. Up up on top this here, dope. this yeah. is the picture I wanted you to see. Here's here's a picture of our first installation. Okay. Uh, this is my buddy Adam. I'm not going to say his last name just for his privacy, but uh, um, look at that. I mean, very sleek. There's no conduit running across the yeah, top. Yeah, it doesn't and that's, look bad. That's it not even a symmetrical system, but you can see it follows the natural line of the roof. So how how much... Uh, how much charge is he going to get out of that? Like, what is the savings on something like that? For so, somebody like myself, that would cover probably, I'm a north to south facing house. So you'd probably yeah. be on my south facing side of my yep. house on Absolutely. the back side. Absolutely. Which would be away from the road, but I have to have it away from the road yep. because my CCNRs would right. like, With the they HOA. Would probably like, yeah, HOA would be weird. So south facing is the very best. Uh, you're going to save the most money with south facing because the panels are more efficient, which means you need less of them. Uh, Use a battery. How does this work? No, you don't need a battery. Uh, you'll do what's called net metering. Uh, what that means is during the day, your system is designed. Can so I get it, a battery? You can if you want, but there. If you go to Tesla's website, if your house is more than eleven hundred square feet, you need two Powerwall batteries. It's going to cost you about uh, fourteen thousand dollars. No, and the install fee is anywhere from two to five thousand dollars so are are you just, just saying not that, why wouldn't right you now. why wouldn't you team up with tesla and go for that type of a market go for the people who oh i'm all about do. that our yeah. economy is stronger than it's ever been ever so in the last 49 years we just literally yeah, we're, hit we're our lowest it. unemployment rate in the last 49 years so it's like people have money go for that market dude yeah. take 
How does that work though? Is it an ambassador program? I'm confused. No, here's the thing with Tesla. Um, anybody there, like electricity is electricity. Your wires don't know if it's a Tesla brand battery or if it's uh, but they you know, actually, anything else. I know, but so they like, have the product is what I'm saying. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Why not contract and say, hey, no, uh, or are there other point, batteries yeah. that you can get that are cheaper for people who want Because I would yes. want a battery yeah, that I can rely on in case I needed it. Look, there's much cheaper options, but I think Tesla is probably the most advanced technologically. Mm-hmm. And I think I believe personally that within the next five years, the I mean they're building the another they're building another Tesla Gigawatt factory. What is it called? Uh, Gigawatt two or what is it? Well, there's but there's also other companies the that are going to start just... competing with him. There has to be competition, right? So other companies, Dude, ne- I would assume like Nissan or people are just not competing with him right now because nobody has the facilities he has. Elon Musk has created a monster like a factory. Nobody can nobody can produce the quality he produces at the price he produces it. Yeah, uh, Mercedes. I've been looking at buying Mercedes a, a, tried a to, Tesla. I've literally been oh, looking at it, and I, I was like, I was looking at it, and I was like, hmm, could I get a Leaf? I had a buddy who hit me up. He had a because I have a diesel three thirty five, like a like a really nice BMW diesel. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Good power, amazing miles per gallon. I'm talking like in the thirties. Mid thirties, high thirties miles per gallon. So, you know, like I, I'm looking at a great car, but at the same time, I live in the city. I very rarely drive out of the city. When I do, it's not that far. I could. Dude, a um, Tesla would give you 400 miles on a single charge. Well, it's like three. Even if it gave me 300, I could still get to the next charge station no. between here and Tesla, like Salt Lake. The and Tesla Salt Model Lake is Three is like the tons. future. Yeah, it's the future. Well, man. and they're working on something else, and 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 I can, you know, fortunately, I can afford the price point just because I'm single. I have no kids. I have somebody who pays. Here's me the to live here's in the fallacy. House, here's the know? fallacy. People think they can't afford the price point, but what they're not taking to, into account when they're crunching the numbers, you're never going to buy gasoline, even if you wanted to. There's no gas tank on a Tesla. Uh, for me, that translates you still into pay uh, per kilowatt. That tra- that translates into a hundred dollars of gasoline. I'm not buying per year. That's or true. Per, well, per week, but you have you still which have is fifty two hundred bucks a year, which is less than per gallon. So, quite a bit less. I have no idea what the number is right now. So, so yes, we'll negate. Let's just say we'll cut like fifty percent off. Look, so look, do, here, you no, are still the, saving the extra numbers. fifty bucks you, a month. Do you want the numbers? Yeah. So if you're with the public utility in Idaho, your base rate for electricity is about eight cents per kilowatt. Okay. For a gallon of gas, yeah, it's two dollars and eighty cents. Okay. Or three dollars, and that's equivalent to like the eight kilowatt, right? So, well, the eight, eight, uh, eight kilowatt. So, kilowatt. I mean, you're going to need, uh, you know, several hundred kilowatts a month to charge your car, your Tesla. But that's still way less than buying gas. Way it less. Is. Yeah. So you are saving money on that end too. Oh, huge. Yeah. See, and I've been thinking about getting solar, a new Tesla. If you have solar, it's literally free because then your car, by definition, is running on sunshine. Sunshine yeah. is free, baby. So if you're going to get a Tesla, you get solar, put it on the roof, and you will literally never pay for gasoline again or electricity. I've been thinking about getting it. I built a Tesla the other day, and I was like, I have somebody who pays me to live in my house. <laughs> Um, you know, I can cut costs in other ways easily and the gas or the cost, but I have a diesel, so I do extremely well. I don't. Diesel's better than gas. 
I have not much more economic and I have like a very like the the vehicle that I drive is very good economically as far as the way that um, I'm able to commute on it with very minimal expense nice excuse me um but but anyways it's yeah. still more ex- more expensive than electricity exactly yep. well and, and so I I have been thinking about going solar so over the last little bit, you have talked me into basically going solar. Um, can, and I, it's, can I give you a quick breakdown on why it's so much better? Yeah. Well, I think everybody should listen to it. And if they think you're full of shit, then they'll think you're full of shit. And if they don't, then they'll fucking, they'll buy into it. And you'll, I like that. Yeah. It's well, I very mean, cut that's, and dry. Well, it's real life. Yeah, dude. that's like, realistic. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Either, I mean, either it's going to look good or it won't. Exactly. So here's the They'll either like reasons. you or they won't. And I like you. And I think you're honest. <laughs> Thanks, and I don't think you're going to bullshit people. No. Um, And Never. I think that like the numbers don't lie. So if you have statistical, like statistics and like Absolutely. numerical data to back it up um and if people have inquiries then we will give them your contact or my contact and i'll forward them to you right on at the end of the show but yeah continue so why is it so much more important that people adjust to a solar type of uh, uh electrical pull in yeah. their household yeah so i'd say there's five main points that people need to take into account Number one, there's no out-of-pocket cost to switch over to solar. People are always afraid there's going to be an installation cost. They're going to have to pay a bunch of money. No. Um, Any company that is a good company will literally charge you $0.00 to get solar on the roof, to get it permitted with the city-county building, to get it inspected, and to get it operational. That should cost nothing. Uh, Then you just have a monthly payment. So number one, no cost out-of-pocket. Number two, you get a flat rate, just like when you finance a car. Every single payment's the same. If you've got a, a BMW, let's say you financed it, mm-hmm. and one month the bill was higher, that would be weird, right? Yeah. If you finance a car and the bill was higher one month, you'd call the bank and say, what the heck's going on? This is supposed to be you know, whatever it is. Right. So uh, the payment never changes. And here's the kicker. Here's the big one. Uh, number three reason is if you stay with a public utility company, you are, by definition, you're renting power for the rest of your life till the day you die. It's like rent on a property instead of paying a mortgage. Yeah. So if you can rent a property for $1,000 a month or you could mortgage the same property for $1,000 a month, what would you choose? I would mortgage it. Why? Um, Because I own it at that point. <laughs> when you rent something, you don't own it. Exactly. So do you own your power right now? No, I don't. You rent. Would you rather, if I told you that your mortgage payment, quote unquote, for solar was a dollar less per month than what you're renting it for, would you want solar? If it cost you nothing out of pocket and it was a dollar cheaper per, it was a dollar cheaper per month than what you're currently paying. So meaning you'd save money from the first day it was on your roof. Would that make sense to you? Um, yeah, it would. Yeah. Okay. I would say that. Sure. So that's the flat rate. That was number three. Flat rate and every payment goes towards equity and ownership. Number four, uh, you get a tax credit from the federal government and a tax incentive from the state government. The federal government will give you 30% of the value of your system back to you on your taxes. They'll just Every say, year or the first one year, year? One, one year. year. Okay. Um, they'll say, thank you for going solar. If you spent $10,000 on a system. what is the average on that? Oh, probably about eight thousand dollars six to eight thousand dollars is the average that you can write off so 30 percent not write off it's a credit it's a you will literally get a check from the government 
for 30% of the value of the system. So if your system is $20,000, you're going to get a check for $6,000 just because you went solar. The federal government will say, thanks, here's your tax return. 6000 bucks. Whoa. Is that, and that's the same with like the electrical car kind of thing? Yeah. Electrical car isn't as good as that. That's well, the, but I'm, what I'm saying is like, is good. that what that means? The yes. tax credit? I've never, because when Here's I've the, looked at, okay, so, and this is the thing, back to the Tesla, I've looked at the Teslas and I've thought, okay, I'm going to buy a fucking Tesla, mm-hmm. Model S, like Model S, um, I'm sorry, yeah, the Model 3S, Yep. which is like by far one of the dopest it's and so nice wickest cars it is so nice have. and it's way cheaper yep. than the i think what do they call it the g70 or the g whatever it is the g90 or something super fast right uh one of the top of the lines it's like thousands of dollars cheaper so i was thinking okay um is it worth it to get something like that because technically when i price that out um it's not that expensive because I do have somebody who does live in my house and pays me a certain amount of money. Granted, I do essentially still pay for their water and their electricity, yeah, yeah. and it does add up. But it's saving you a tremendous amount of money. But at to the have end of the renter. day, yeah. But at the end of the day, it's like it 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 helps me to kind of balance out the books. Yep. Yeah. Totally get it. And it's not like I'm. You're making, very smart. To yeah. Do that. Well, I'm very not, smart I don't do make that. money on um, my. But you reduce bills. Means. Yeah, I don't. I don't make money, but I'm able to like give somebody a place to live for a good price, and I'm able to m- mitigate any financial stresses that I might yeah. have, knowing that I have somewhat of a fiscal influx. Love it. So. Yep. Anyways, how did you get started f- on starting your own company? Dude, awesome question. Um, so I worked in the business for four years, and I just saw how inefficient these large companies are <laughs> at getting uh, at getting uh, people to installation. They've got a dozen different departments. They don't communicate very well with each other. There's a lot of customer frustration. If you get on any solar company's websites and read their reviews, you're going to see frustration on waiting times. You look at my reviews on my website, and it's they're all super positive. Yeah, um, everybody's getting installed super quick. Um, it's much faster uh, than the large companies, and uh, we do it. You know, we play by the rules. We make sure we've crossed all our T's and dotted all our I's, so to speak, and uh, we get people installed very quickly. So uh, our efficiency is uh, sky high. Our overhead is super low. And I I just knew one day I was looking at it and I was like, I know I can do this better. If I did this whole process myself, I would do it better than these companies. And and how is that you're able to, uh, you're able to provide a service that is within a quicker time? Well, because I'm... Here's the problem with big companies. They're paying college kids 15 bucks an hour to do a job. And to like do an install? To get the permits approved, let's say, or to file a notice with the HOA and get approval with the HOA or to schedule inspections. So you have to do that. You you actually go through. So if you were to sell something to me, your company gets approval from the HOA to do this. We do everything. And I don't have to 
you, you do not do anything. You don't raise. You don't lift a finger. So I was the VP of my HOA for almost three years. Oh wow. Yeah, there's 138 house, 139 houses in this neighborhood now, mm-hmm. and uh, only because the house next to me was the last lot that was open, and they built after I was in the HOA. So oh, yeah, gotcha. 139 houses, and um, I never thought that I would have to get approval through the HOA so long as I did not violate the like violate the CCNRs, which is. 70 degrees to the southwest. <laughs> Dude, it's ridiculous, HOAs man. are very, well, they're control the, freaks. The majority of them are adopted from general yeah. CCNRs, California-based. Like Working with the HOAs is the worst part of the process. Yeah. Because they're typically super anal, but- Or they outsource our, to management companies yep. that are fucking retarded. Excuse yeah, my language, but fucking retarded. Yep. So anyway, <laughs> we, we do all that for everybody. And I, I don't want to get too bogged down in details because it's probably boring for people to hear all that. But yeah. the, the the principle here is, look, if you're working for a big company, I guarantee you can start your own startup company and you can do it more efficiently than any big company, regardless of your industry. That's my message for anybody listening. If you want to start a business, just do it. Mm-hmm. All it takes is the guts to do it. That's it. So how did you make the connection to the actual, so you provide just straight solar? Mm-hmm. What else is there that's involved? Is it only the panels or do you provide anything else? Oh, we provide, I mean, the whole installation, the everything that's required to make the solar work. Uh, start to finish, we get the whole package. So that's I'm talking wiring inspections, microinverters, conduit, uh, mounts. Everything. Okay. So, yeah, everything. And you outsource. Where are you guys located right now? So, we're uh, we're in Caldwell right now, and uh, we're looking to open up an office space in Nampa because it's are a little bit more central. What's are that? you blowing up right now? Yes, we are. I mean, <laughs> which is great. Um, our first uh, our first week that we were in operation, we, we did $30,000 in sales. No yeah. shit. Your first week. Our first week. So our and now I mean uh, I just uh, I just sat down uh, with two different people, huge systems, farms. Uh, we're talking about one hundred and twenty, one hundred and thirty thousand dollars of sales right there. How do you motivate your team? How do you motivate your people underneath you to like go out there and and get these uh you know get these sales get these customers engaged in your guys's product and your service and what it is you have to offer dude that's a great question let me tell you my least favorite thing in the world in in the sales industry having a manager that tries to push you to do a bunch of sales yeah. that is the worst thing in the world um I fucking hate that it's the worst I and hate everybody that. hates it there's not a soul on earth that's like Man, I love that my manager is just on my back every single day relentlessly pushing me to do more than I'm doing. That's horrible. So my philosophy was to go the opposite direction. I don't push my team at all. No. I say to them, look, you're, you're men, you're adults, you're big boys. You have bills and you should manage yourself. I will never get on my team's case about volume um, because of the way I've structured my business. I, I don't need them to produce. If they produce... They, they get a bunch money. of money. And yeah. if they don't produce, they don't make money. I love your idea, by the way. You broke that down 
um, the last time you were at the house. So you swung by a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. We rescheduled, and I apologize that I had oh, rescheduled dude. the no other week. Do. It's but such a pleasure to be here. I just don't care. Well, I, I, I unprofessionally, I had to like cancel a few hours before. Dude, you had tickets to a dope concert. You I always got to go to the concert. I always, yeah, <laughs> I did, and I would have invited you if I had extra tickets, but I didn't. Oh, dude, I'm so. a, I'm a dad with kids. Even if you invited me, I would have said no. I well, you would have been podcasting till ten, anyways. <laughs> there right? you go. Okay. Yeah, yeah, you would have been podcasting. <laughs> I like anyways. where your mind's at. Yeah, totally. Right. <laughs> I see, I see what you're doing there. <laughs> uh, but. No, it's uh, it's really interesting. I have really looked into getting into the new technology. I one of my um, one of my biggest presentations that I gave. It was an hour and twenty minutes long in grad school. Was uh-huh. on renewable energy and both electronic vehicles and hydrogen-based vehicles. What, so what's your take on all that? Let me ask you, what's your conclusion looking at writing a paper on renewables? It wasn't even writing a paper. I gave it th- like an hour and 20-minute presentation. On oh, it. dang. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So give me the one-minute version. 38 slides. What, what's your takeaway, yes or no? 35 to 38, depending on. <laughs> yes or no on renewables. Colorful ones. Um, <laughs> I am 100% for it. Why? Um... And don't bullshit me. For real, why? Only because I adopt new technology. Can I? I'm not an environmentalist. I don't get into it. Why not? Why are you not an environmentalist? I honestly do not believe in, uh, I don't believe in some of that hype. What? Some of it. Uh, Quantify that. What are you talking about? All of it. Okay, what? Uh, you, don't, you don't think I, we should pour hydrochloric acid into our rivers, or you think? Oh we no, should? no, no, that's one. That's a different thing. But do you know? Do you know what it takes to create a battery? Oh, it's rough. Do you know what it takes it's rough to dispose on the environment. Oh, of yeah. a battery full of acid? Dude, full of acid. But but what uh, diesel? Let me ask you, diesel. What, what I have that worse? comes out of my car that's diesel. It's cleaner than anything that comes out of uh, a gas vehicle. It is so clean. It is. You could hold a white. You could hold a white paper towel, uh, a white Kleenex, you know, whatever it is, up to my exhaust, and you will have so, nothing. Not, no soot. Nothing. Because you, you've got it all filtered. Why is that important to you? It's not important to me. Yes, it is. Uh, it's you're not, of, though. Can I tell you why you're full of shit? Why? In the friendliest way possible, yeah, with yeah, respect. Yeah. Here's why you're full of I don't take shit. pride in that. When I walked into your house... The first thing I noticed was your house is clean. Always. Why? Because I'm a clean dude. Why do you want it clean? Because uh, I have... Uh, Why not I'm, throw shit everywhere? Why not have dirty dishes all over the fucking place? Why not have dirty underwear and I'm, socks and, and pizza boxes everywhere? I was raised differently, and I'm prescribed Adderall at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you see where I'm going with this, right? You see, why do you? Why do you that's want? That's real, though. I'm prescribed why, no, Adderall, I, I, and yeah, I was yeah, raised yeah. different. That's <laughs> but why have you clung on to that as a value that you want your house clean? Why is that important to you? Do, would you say that philosophically speaking, it is better to live in a clean space? Sure. And it brings you joy and happiness to see your house in order, clean, vacuumed, tidy, versus sure. disordered, in chaos and disarray. Yes, and but I also believe that the majority, if not everybody, would also conclude that they would appreciate a nice, neat 
tidy home mm-hmm. without having to go overboard with um, making sure that it was taken care of on their own accord. Does that make sense? No. Which is why I, I have like, um, you know, I have... Like not being forced to keep their house clean? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, what I'm saying is like just being able to recognize that things need to be cleaned without having to be asked to clean my house. And I Oh, also like a have sense a of tenant. self-awareness? Yes, yeah, yeah. I have a tenant. So it's also like he helps, you know, he works on dishes, he'll wipe things down, he'll do the floors. Yep, yep. Um, you have expectations. You're yeah. Like, if you're going to well, live here, these are the rules. We're fucking adults. Okay, so <laughs> take that yeah. principle Sure. And now apply it to outside your house, the environment, right? Here's where we're all hypocrites. I am a clean freak. I want my house tidy. My sock drawer is like amazingly organized. Mm-hmm. If you saw my sock drawer, you'd be like, sure. Dude, you need to chill. Like My what? sock drawers, or dude, if you saw my sock drawer, it's organized by dress socks, yep. workout socks. Yep. Same. Like I got my ties rolled socks. up in there. Uh, dude, I've got my ties all lined out, lined out. Like I, yes, dude, you, I'm so you understand you and this. I are very similar. Yeah. You're OCD about it, right? Stuff. It's gotta be a certain I'm not way. OCD, but I'm, I have detail an appreciation. Oriented? I'm Is very detail oriented okay. and I have an appreciation for what I have. I shouldn't call and it OCD. I, I'm using the term lightly and obviously no, no, that's no, a medical term. I'm and I don't mean it that I'm very obsessive compulsive. Yeah. No, no, no. You are, you're correct. I, I am somebody who has very... Um, compulsive tendencies but look when it how comes to my to organizational skills. Look how that leads to success. You have that trait, people label it OCD and they make it sound negative, but how many OCD people do you know that are incredibly successful? Steve Jobs, uh, Bill Gates. Exactly. Uh, those are all OCD guys. Yeah. Now you tell me well, somebody who's a total slob that's a millionaire. Tell me one. <laughs> uh, trust fund babies. Okay, Watch other than that, funders. somebody who created it. You know Somebody what I mean? who actually made their money as a millionaire? None, because None. the, the Maybe there's an them, outlier. Maybe there's like one dude. Yeah. Well, if you look at the habits of, of of successful people, a lot of them, they wake up at five, six. The majority of them have the habit of making their bed in the morning. Um, yep. They make sure do they answer the all their like emails by yep. 10 o'clock in the morning. Yep. They make sure that um, there are thir- certain things that are in order um that impact everything else that has to do with their daily activity and yeah. for me that's extremely important i've taken notice i've uh applied that to my life and the things that i do and i think that it has resonated and throughout the last oh shoot man I mean, I've, oh, four months i think success is dude, irrefutable it's insane bro. yeah i mean look it's insane it. i've I've just been able to do amazing things with like <clears throat> with your time and organization with my life. time yeah. and organization only because the people that I've been with have been able to accommodate me and uh, they've been able to amplify what it is that uh, your vision I, uh, yeah that yeah, I what you're do trying to build towards. I'm working towards yeah, and, it's leadership baby um, but it's also leadership. participation with uh, with you know those who are involved and it's them who make it happen so anyways let me come Fuck, full. Chat, no, no let me come full, full circle. circle. Yeah, I love yeah. this. So I, I was saying, take that philosophy that you want your house clean, you want it in order, you want it tidy, and now just apply that to the environment. Mm-hmm. When we drive down the highway, there's trash all over that center median here in uh, the Boise area. Right. Um, 
and that's people just who don't just don't give a crap. They just drive down, they throw trash out the window like it doesn't matter, but they wouldn't do that in their own home. And so my this all started by me saying, "Here's why you're full of shit. You're uh, you're an organized guy, and you like your house clean. Therefore, I would argue that if you had to choose, you would rather live in a clean world than a dirty world." And uh, you would rather live in a place where there's no trash on the ground. Is that a fair assumption? You yeah. don't like looking at trash because it's unsightly and it just makes yeah. you feel like you're in a ghetto neighborhood, right? That's why I like Boise. You drive downtown through Boise. Like, Downtown's it's beautiful. Super clean. Dude, Downtown's it's super beautiful. clean. I've the had center people... divide on the freeway. Have you ever looked? Have you ever noticed how much trash is in there? No. It's terrible. No. It's absolutely awful. Well, because I've it's a bunch of stupid people who just center divide like, oh, right, somebody else will take right care of off this. the interstate, though. No, on the interstate. In between east and westbound traffic on the interstate. Where There's at, that though? grass strip from Caldwell all the way to Meridian. And it is just littered oh, with garbage. No. I don't next drive time you drive, that way. Next I time usually you drive, drive, it, I drive east and I'm off Eagle. So I'm like before, um, I'm in Boise. Yeah, I mean, it's, this it's terrible. You can't, you can't sustain that. That's not. So my point is. But Boise, when you drive through downtown Boise. Oh, it's beautiful. It's very clean. Oh, yes, absolutely. Um, I've had multiple people come in from everywhere from Minnesota to Tennessee to uh, Illinois to um, Kansas. It's just uh, tons of people. And they really, all comment on how clean it is. They always say. They always say Boise's so clean. Like we'll be driving through downtown. It. Like I'll give them a tour, and they'll be like, "Dude, you know what I noticed? Like, there's no trash on the road. Yeah, and when it. you drive through downtown, there really is no, no trash. No, there really like, is not. People do yeah, looks a great. very good job. Yep. Um, I I can't speak for uh, obviously the highway situation between. Um, Dude, now that I said it, you'll notice, Meridian. and you'll be like, yeah, "What the I hell? Probably will. What's the matter yeah. with people?" Well, no, and and, and unfortunately, that's uh, that's the case from what it sounds like, and that's sad because uh, we should probably do fucking better, especially considering we're in a, we're in Stop, one of the pause. best places to live. We should do better. You're yeah. an environmentalist, bro. You just don't know it yet. All right, let me ask you five no bullshit oh, questions. You are such a lefty, bro. No, I'm not. <laughs> I Here's the thing. No, All right, you I'm ready for this? You, you ready yeah. for this? Five no bullshit Fuck questions. Yeah, I'm ready for this. Yeah. I need a yes or no, a definite hard yes or no. Okay. This is called the philosophy of the extremes. This is a principle that I wrote in my book. All right. Let me. Yeah, I like that. Let me explain the philosophy of the extremes. You ready? Yeah. Here it is. If you had to choose one extreme or the other in any given situation. Which extreme would you choose? Okay, knowing which one you would choose is not that important because that's sure. pretty obvious. Okay. Knowing why you would choose that extreme, that is powerful. So philosophy extremes, ready? On the environment, here yeah. we go. Um, if you had to live in a world where every factory dumped acid into our streams, lakes, rivers, and oceans, or no company dumped acid into our streams, lakes, rivers, and oceans, which world would you want to live in? Um, uh, I, I'm going to say the latter. It, do Why? I, do Why? I? Okay. Um, because that's very extreme. Yeah. It's like very extreme. So, uh, and you that's can see basically saying, be do bad. you want somebody to die or do you want somebody not to die? I, I don't want somebody to die. Right. Okay. Okay. Continue. Uh, all right. So 
Now, knowing that that's very extreme and that's not real life, we it's live in not. shades of gray. Yes. But you apply that principle but to, be to the gray. Okay. You say, okay, would I rather live in a world where we're dumping toxic chemicals into our water or no? Well, if you know that, no, I, I, I would, if I had to choose between one of those extremes, I would choose a world in which nobody dumped toxic chemicals into the water. Well, then you ask yourself why, and you're like, well, because it's awful. And then you say, okay, if it's awful to the extreme, isn't it awful in shades of gray as well? Yes, it is. So there's, number one, you don't want our water polluted because you drink that water, and the, it, that water well, goes to our crops. I may not, but somebody may. Our water goes to the crops and you eat the crops and if chemicals are in it you're eating those chemicals and you're all right number two if you had to live in a world where there were no uh e emission regulations meaning any factory could pollute any toxic chemical it wanted in any amount into the atmosphere with no checks and balances would you rather live in that world or a world in which factories never vented toxic chemicals into the air well that's again that those are just very I know extreme. I know but you got to answer it that's extremely like, it's super extreme and it's unrealistic but I'm just asking you like in to, that unrealistic, to be honest with you I guess um, my question to you would be what are the economic benefits what are the let's uh, say it's all the economic benefit in the world so, you get all the benefits from polluting the air and killing people but okay, and what is the risk on killing people? We're talking like two, three, okay, four so lives there, per like ten there, million there are dollars. There are studies. And are we talking business no, no, related? No. There are studies that have been released that show within a concentric ring area of a factory that you. So let's say you live within four miles of a factory that regularly vents toxic chemicals. You have a higher uh, likelihood to get cancer, COPD asthma, emphysema, other sure. uh, respiratory illnesses. Sure. If you're five miles away, those statistics change. Six miles, seven miles, eight miles, concentric rings away from this factory. And the further so, you're away, the less, the you're, less you're harmed. Uh, yes, exactly. So let's say, let me ask you, would you rather live right next door to a, chem a factory venting toxic chemicals to the air or would you rather be far away? Uh, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, do you know where I live right now? Mm-hmm. I don't live anywhere near um, chemicals. Do you know why? Why? Because I don't want to live anywhere near anywhere that's exuding you don't want to get toxic sick. chemicals. Yeah, you don't yeah. want to get sick. Yeah. So um, to be completely honest with you, w to be completely honest with you, um, I have been fortunate enough to put myself in enough debt as a <laughs> privileged Caucasian American. male yeah. in my 30s. Uh-huh. In the United States of America, I've been privileged enough to um, to sacrifice many years of my life to make sure that I do not put myself in that situation. So, um, if you want my honest answer, I I I, I I'm I'm not in that situation, and I never would. But if I were so somebody who's desperate, sure, and had nowhere else to go. I would probably still give you the honest answer of I will find somewhere else to live where it does not harm myself or my children, my future children, the people I live with or the people I Your neighbors. you know I love with my neighbors. Yeah. yeah. I wouldn't put myself in a situation to do that anyways. Yeah. So those who do put themselves in the situation that is the 
sole purpose of democracy, that is the sole purpose of freedom, mm -hmm. that is the sole purpose of a republic in general. It's having the right and the opportunity to decide where, how, when, whatever it is that you decide to uh, environmentalize the way that you um, the way that you live your life and the way you partake in things that is your opportunity as an American we're not told how to live so I think that if somebody were to put themselves in that situation then um, that's on them I I do believe that it's up to the general public to vote on our politics and the people who regulate it to make sure that those things do not um, get out into the environment, that they do not deregulate certain things that affect the environment, mm -hmm. that do pollute our water systems and, um, you know, have a negative effect on, um, you know, those who are both living and those who are, uh, uh, you know, soon to be born. I think it's uh, very unfortunate that there are things that have not been regulated and there are deregulations in certain parts of the world that, um, you know, they do affect like certain things and those uh, have not been researched correctly and the science behind them do not um, sufficiently um, correlate to what it is that is actually happening. Does that make sense? Yeah. So I hear um, what you're saying. Yeah. My, so my I mean, point, it's, it's, my point it's in difficult. This is... Like it, honestly, as an analyst, it's very difficult to answer a lot of questions when it comes to this because it's very, very nuanced. Yeah, and and it's yeah, um, I hear you. But in a black and white scenario, so far, a hundred percent of the an the questions you've answered, you've answered on the environmentalist side of the spectrum. For sure, and, and I so think it's important. Here's what's interesting about Americans: we have this negative connotation with the word environmentalist. When I say that word, most people are thinking of a long-haired hippie who like chains himself to a tree and they is do. like, "You can't bulldoze this one tree, even though you're going to build some amazing thing." And it's like, dude, no. That is damaging environmentalism. Right. I went and visited uh, Berkeley, uh, the university in uh, California, and uh, there are a group of homeless people who literally live in these trees on campus because Berkeley was going to cut down those trees to expand their football stadium. And uh, the environmentalists said, absolutely not. You can't do that. So then Berkeley said, look, we understand these are beautiful trees. We understand that they, uh, you know, there's... Uh, benefit they give the environment. So if you'll please allow us to cut down these trees that are on our own campus to expand our stadium, we will plant a hundred, I don't know what the number was, but you know, a hundred more trees or 10 trees for every one tree that we cut down. In other right. words, we'll create a forest that wasn't previously there. And the environmentalists still said no. Now that is negative extremist environmentalism. That's damaging. That doesn't help anybody. That doesn't help progress. And I am not advocating that kind of environmentalism. That is stupid and asinine. Yeah. And I want no part of that. What I do want is progressive environmentalism where we say, okay, look, let's just look at the greater good. You right. want to cut down these 10 trees? Cool. Do it. But plant 10 trees or more somewhere else. Right. Uh, that's fine. If you want to build a factory that burns coal more efficiently than an existing factory, do it. 
and uh, tear down the old factory that's less efficient. That's a step forward. It's a step in the right direction. The problem with quote unquote environmentalists, Tim, is that they they stand in the way of progress most of the time. And those are the environmentalists that you hate and that I hate. And that's the reason you hesitate to call yourself an environmentalist. But so far on the questions I've asked you, you've identified as an environmentalist. Yeah, I, I, I wouldn't really necessarily say I'm an environmentalist, but I do take into consideration the outlying factors that may impact um, our environment. Um, and I do pay attention to our political movements and certain things such as climate control or climate change, I should say. Um, you know, and I put quotation marks because honestly, I think there are some things that are kind of bullshit. Well, let's, let's talk about and that. I think and just, are, that's actually one of our talking points tonight. Yeah, I really want to get to that. I think a lot of people think it's bullshit. Sure. Like, and yeah. I, I think we should uh, talk about, it. in fact, I can't I have argue a, it. On, I have a preposition, like a, a top level. Yeah. Um, I can't argue it at all, but I'll definitely hear somebody out and I will just, what do you spit what common? Do you think my, I'll, I'll spit common sense back at sure, somebody I like such as yourself, and I'll say, "What, what do you I'll think my position some, is okay. on your pro- honestly? I don't think you are like a climate change. Like, um, I don't think you're. I'm a biology major and a chemistry minor. I don't think you're Keep green. I don't think you're a green geek. I don't think you're one of those people. I think you're literally an individual who recognizes that it's probably better thing for the environment that we move to solar and that there is an opportunity to increase um, our effectiveness when it comes to climate control. But I don't think that you are a climate fanatic. I don't don't think you're somebody. And if you are, I can. Okay. I'm not. What were you gonna? Were you gonna threaten me? Are you no, gonna no, throw I was a gonna shoe say, at my head? Well, I was gonna say. I mean, we can pull up NASA. I follow NASA. I follow like a lot of fucking places, and yeah. there's more ice in the Arctic and the Antarctic than there has been ever. We're making more ice, and this is by NASA. NASA is NASA is literally telling us they're. We are creating I haven't seen that. More. I would oh, actually be everywhere. fascinated to see that because everything I've watched oh, has just, been shrinking. Well, oh, ice caps. well, fucking Google. It's literally, they cool. just came out with another one. They cool, came cool. out, they come out with them every couple of years. It fucking blows my mind. Here's the thing about the scientific method. So in college, I was a biology major and chemistry minor. And the reason I was saying that earlier was not to like tout my resume, but just because I think most people, when they hear that about me, they're like, oh, he's probably some hippie environmentalist, but I'm just not. I love the environment. I think that we should protect it uh, just the same way that I love my house and I want my house to be clean and I don't want trash all over my house. Why would I want um, this planet is our home. This is, I don't want toxic chemicals in the air. I don't want toxic yeah. chemicals in the water or in the food. I don't want to get sick. I don't want a higher statistical chance of getting cancer than our ancestors had. I don't want a higher statistical chance of getting COPD, emphysema, asthma, All of those things are terrible. You look at Flint and their water crisis that they're having right now. That's that's unacceptable. That's absolutely unacceptable. Who wants to drink water like that? Nobody, Nobody. (laughs) because it's bad for you. So, guess guess who runs fucking Flint? Because because you just said I'm not like a Democrat or Republican, but I'm just saying I'm just. I don't care about Democrat or Republican. I'm throwing that out there. Like, hey, I just don't care. If the Republicans were running it, I would still say the Republicans are running that city. And they need to fucking change. Like the way that it's run needs to change regardless, whether it's Republican, 
Democrat. The only problem is it's democratically run. It's socialized. It doesn't fucking work. And we see that. And it's a shit show. The entirety of Michigan is a goddamn shit show right now. We've well, got South that Korea. A, that might be a blanket statement. But, maybe. But, but with so the water, got, certainly. Well, dude, we've got like South Korean companies coming in. Hyundai. They've got like car of the year at Motor Trends Car of the Year, when you're getting outshone by a fucking, like, developing country, you need to get your shit together. We're <laughs> fucking America. <laughs> right? The, well, I mean, you look, uh, at, right? look at Elon Musk. Nobody's outshone. Nobody's outshining that guy. And he's here in America. He's so from that's, South Africa. Well, well he's, he's South an American African. citizen. That's a little right? bit different. And he, did, he, he created his company here, which is awesome. But he also did, like, he South started Africa. out with PayPal. He's got, like, a little bit of a history. When we're yeah. talking, like, when, when we're talking Elon Musk, we're talking billionaire before he even got involved in the card. Like, yeah, yeah, sure. But the, America was founded... Uh, but, I mean, our you're, industrial you're revolution the... was almost founded on Ford and yeah. our car... And steel, Carnegie and Steel, steel right? Carnegie Steel yeah. and... Um, uh, gun, the there's, fucking... a, there's a book on my bookshelf. I haven't read it yet, but everybody recommends it. It's called Gun, Steel, and Germs. Wow. Why America... You know, the subtitle is something... I, I'm going to misquote this, but something like, you know, why is America where it is? Why, why, why is it that guns, oh, it, the premise of the book is why is it that Europe was the dominant power, um, you know, hundreds of years ago and not the Native Americans and not, you know, North and South America and, and Australia or other, other Whoa. countries. Why did those countries not, uh, come and conquer Europe? Why was it the other way around that Europe conquered the rest of the world? And the reason is guns, steel guns, and germs. Steel. That's exactly right. Yeah. So uh, really, really interesting. So uh, what I was going to say, though, uh, you know, coming coming back to the the environmental thing, I just want to wrap up this thought. I don't mean to rehash it too much, Tim. Very good, man. Um, but most people are environmentalists and they just don't know it. So I've asked you three environmental questions. You answered in the affirmative on all three. Let me ask you a fourth, which is not environmental. It's uh, based on progress and technology. The first time the World Health Organization ever met was at the turn of the 20th century, so early 1900s. Right. And the number one topic of discussion, you're going to think I'm pulling your leg, but this is this is legit. Uh, they talked about what they're going to do about the horse manure problem in the large cities of the world. Uh, namely, they were running mathematical models for New York City. They said, uh, you know, uh, just a few years in the future, I believe they said 1920, although it may have been 1930. Uh, based on population growth and the number of people coming into this city, uh, they they said that uh, New York is going to be something like eight feet deep in horse manure by 1920 or 1930. And then they said by 1950, we will be three stories deep in horse manure because of all the people coming in with a horse and a buggy or just a horse. And, you know, you think about the flies, the the methane emissions, the disease, uh, the health crisis that would pose. I mean, that would be a, you know, London, New York, Paris, Rome, um, San Francisco. You look at all the major cities in the world at that time, and that was going to be a huge problem. Mm -hmm. Why is New York City not three stories deep in manure right now, Tim? Because um, nobody drives a horse and buggy anymore. That's true. Henry Ford changed the transportation paradigm. He mm -hmm. started mass producing the automobile. He didn't invent it. He just started mass producing it. And because of that, everybody bought an automobile and there was a paradigm shift. And now suddenly nobody is uh, riding a horse and buggy into the city anymore. 
and instead everybody has a car and now we because of that paradigm shift we no longer have to worry about horse manure so tim let me ask you why don't you drive a horse and buggy um because i don't have to right so tell me about your diesel bmw it's freaking sweet right yeah it moves it moves it's got acceleration it gets you from a to b much quicker than a horse and buggy yeah you don't have to feed it although you do have to buy gasoline for it and maintain it but you don't have to buy a stable for it you don't have to buy hay for it you don't have to worry about cleaning up the manure you don't have to worry about shoeing it you know uh, uh, and it's so much faster it's climate controlled uh it's far superior in every way to a horse and buggy. If you're talking about just getting from point A to point B, it's right. better in every way, right? Right, exactly. So energy paradigm is the same thing. Right now, um, the majority of the energy in America is created from coal, from burning coal in power plants to uh, power our homes. Um Here's a crazy statistic, and uh, I just calculated this today. Uh, anybody who wants to fact check me, check, check out the departmentofenergy.gov and Wikipedia. Last year, America released, you ready for this number? Yes. pounds of CO2 into the atmosphere. Last year alone, just America, not the world, just America. That's crazy. Let That's me put that super lefty. Let me put that in different units. Yeah. That's 284,234,370,700,000 gallons of CO2 into the atmosphere by America alone last year. Now, is that leftist? Is that lefty? Because you you just said that's lefty. Let me it's, let me throw something out there. But our world I want you is to so ask big. me. I want you to ask me if I'm a in a, a Republican or a Democrat. Our world is so big. All right, hit me. Am I a Republican or a Democrat? No, I would say you're not one or the other. I'm just saying that's a very leftist statement to make. And the only reason no, I say not. that is because our world is so big. I'm looking at NASA literally right now. That was published. In 2000, well, hold on. This is 15, so we should probably go back to 2018. Wait, wait, wait. Hold on. Before we get, because this is this is fascinating, Arctic sea ice and is I want to see this faster than before. But there's a catch, so we'll find out what the catch is. Yeah, I want to read this article. I just saw this not too long ago. Let me let me just finish making this point. I'm sorry, I, I don't mean to be rude, but no, let, you're good. Let man. me finish don't making this point. Okay. Um, I am not a Republican or a Democrat. I am an American, and even more broadly than that, I am a citizen of Earth. Yeah, for I am. Sure. I am a member of the human race. Uh, Does that mean you believe in aliens? In, we can environment. Go off on, we can in, go off on aliens. I, I don't. I don't want to make a statement on that right now. But uh, our environment is not a left or a right issue. You believe on aliens? You our, believe in aliens? Our environment is simply a human issue. It's where we live. It's the water we drink. It's the air we breathe. I don't know about you, but I think animals are pretty wonderful. I think it's beautiful to watch a flock of birds. Sure. I think it's captivating to see uh, polar bears on uh, like blue planet or planet Earth. I think it's absolutely tragic when a species goes extinct because that means it will never be on Earth again because of human activity. That's that's tragic to me. Um, so I, I don't think these are left or right issues. I think this is just, I mean... Who can look, I, this is going to sound corny, but who could look at a flower, who could look at a butterfly and not say, that's beautiful, that has intrinsic value, and it deserves my respect? Mm. Who could say that? So it does, but I also look at out-of-place 
objects, like out of time, out of place. Object. It can't be out of place or out of time. It's natural. I, I, what I, it was here I before we believe, were. Well, do we know that though? Absolutely. How do you know that? Evolutionary How do you know record, that, fossil though? record. Absolutely. I mean, that's well established. Do we really know that? Absolutely. Do we really know? Yes. There are, are you know, there's, there was an axe that was discovered in Texas that would have been 300 million years old. Do we know that a certain type of butterfly didn't evolve within those 300 million years? There's well, certainly uh, there's a wheel here, the, there's the, a wheel that was discovered in uh, Uzbekistan that was in a coal mine shaft a literal wheel like a fucking wheel in a mine shaft two miles below the, the like the fucking surface the strata right the surface uh-huh. and the only way that that could have been created was almost. 400 million years ago. So do we really know? Oh, dude. Let's see the source on this. This This is is fascinating. I love stuff like this. While you're pulling that up, um, yeah, let's fact check this article because that seems very suspect to me. But um, here's the problem with people's thinking on evolution. People think evolution happened in the past and it's over now. Evolution is a dynamic process. It's happening right now. Check this out. As we speak, 300 million year old tooth wheel found in Russian coal. Scientists. All right, what, what's the website? The Earth was I, so young, 300 million years. Wait, 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 go back to the top. What's what's the website? All the way to the top. This is up, Huffington up, up. Post. No, no, keep going up well, to the top. this is Huffington Look Post. Look at the Huffington Post published it. This is from Weird News by Lee Spelgel. This is, but we'll, we'll, we can, we can, we'll search it other places. Sure. I would assume anybody who's on the left side, they're like Huffington Post fanatics. So they'll probably be like, fuck yeah, that's so Okay, real. wait, wait, read, the, stop, stop right there, right, that paragraph right there. Okay, one scientist, geologist Sharon Hill, who goes by the name, I doubt it, says the entire story is laughable. Writing in doubtfulnews.com, Hill insists there are so many red flags, you should discard it entirely. Among the red flags Hill wonders about are, why is it not published in a journal? We have to accept the man's word for it, where he found it and how he discovered it. Why speculate on the alien origin of the aluminum? So within the article you're citing itself, it's saying probably BS. Like you literally, I'm going to say that's probably somebody who- It's not peer-reviewed. Well, this is one guy making a claim. I yeah, don't know that we can let's say. let's be real. Are they really going to want you to know anything about, okay, let's just do out-of-place objects, period. Out-of-place objects. All right. Out-of-place objects. So your your reason for looking this up is because you're saying you're not sure about evolution? What's your stance on evolution? No, no, I believe on evolution, but I also believe in Bigfoot. I believe that, like, we have, like, extraterrestrial or maybe intraterrestrial interference with our development and our progression. Sure, that's um, that's possible. Where are UFOs coming from? We don't fucking know. UFO, like, Russia doesn't fucking know. Like, who the fuck would have some of the shit that they have? I don't know. Nobody so knows. I, I can't, I can't have, give, like, like a, a serious response to that because I don't know, right? There's not empirical data in front of me artifacts. to look at. But what I can say from the data that we do have from the fossil record, from mitochondrial DNA comparisons, without a doubt, evolution is has occurred and is occurring. We are related to the species of this earth. Maybe, I'll, I'll give you this, maybe the timeline is skewed. I yeah. have no problem with that. But the fact of the matter is the natural world exists and we are we are related to the natural world. Uh, sure. Great philosopher, Alan Watts. I don't doubt that. Alan Watts says, uh, an apple tree produces apples. Yeah. You might say the verb that that tree went through was it appled. 
right? To say that as a verb. Right. A peach tree peaches. Uh, what has the earth done? The earth has peopled just like an apple tree apples, right? Right. So we are just a, as much a part of this earth as any other natural thing in the earth. And, right. And as, a, as a, just a philosophical train of thought there, I would say because that's true and we we have a responsibility to this planet. So getting back to uh, the World Health Organization meeting in New York and the, the energy paradigm, you know, with horse crap and uh, buggies and horses, right? Right. Um, the point I'm trying to make is this. If there's a better technology, shouldn't we embrace it? Now, you just told me you prefer to drive a car rather than a horse and buggy because it's better. So if you can make electricity by burning coal, which pollutes the atmosphere and water tremendously, or you can make that same electricity with solar, which do you choose? I mean, if those are my options, why wouldn't I choose solar? And I'm, I'm not here to claim that solar has zero environmental impact. It does have an environmental impact. Sure. Everything we make but has an you, environmental but impact. Do, but do you but take it's it, so much less. But do you take into consideration the actual process to create those That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, that's like, exactly what like I'm referring the to. mining. Yeah, and silicone. Like, silicone is the most abundant resource on Earth. Uh, sure, but have you seen a silicone mine? Have you seen what it does? The pull, detriment, pull one up. the let's, impact. Let's check dude, one out. Silicone mine, bro. Coal, coal mining. Uh, oh, dude. Top-down coal, coal mining, mining in West oh Virginia is pretty terrible as well. But I'm, I'm sure that silicone mining has an impact. Absolutely. Dude, they're fucking ginormous, bro. Go to, go to images. Let's see this. They're like they take over fucking entire landscapes, dude. Check this out. Look at that. Look at that. It's an entire fucking landscape that looks so like up, it's an entire mountain. Pull up a. Uh, These are all fucking silicone mines. Pull up a coal mine photo, real quick. Uh, what you're gonna see is it's identical. I don't use coal though. Yeah, you're using it right now. How? This house. Is powered by coal. No, my house is powered by water. No, nope. because my house runs off of the like United Water or whatever. No. Yes, it no. Does. According to <laughs> Idaho Power's website, fifty percent of our power comes from seventeen hydroelectric dams on the Snake River. The other fifty percent of our power comes from one diesel-operated plant and three coal-fired plants. Okay, so what's the percentage of the coal-fired plant? Fifty like, percent. No, because yeah, there's 50. diesel. So where's well, the diesel? Okay. So then it's 45%. It can't be, so diesel's 5% and then the water's 50%? What is it? That's according to the Idaho Power website. No. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Is that what they say? They say 50% hydroelectric and the other 50% comes so, from diesel and three coal So plants. why is coal so bad? Explain that to everybody on the show. Um, well, I think anything that releases carbon into the atmosphere is bad. Anything that releases toxic chemicals into the environment is bad. Um when you create a, Dude, these uh, are huge fucking mines, bro. Are, are you on the coal right now? Oh, go these to are coal. The silicone. Yeah, go to well, coal. Well, of course, coal mines are big, dude. Of course, we know. But what I'm saying is, like, you can't discredit the fact that like silicone mines. No, no, you'll, you'll are be just as big. Yeah, yeah. I'm not trying to say that they're any better than coal mines. I'm just trying to show that they're the same. So, and then we're gonna do a thought experiment. So, click on images. Let's see this. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, same stuff, right? Look at that bottom bottom row, second from the left. I mean, that's just as bad as uh, 
Do you see the picture I'm talking about? Hold on. I'm actually going to make it big enough so everybody who's, like, watching this on Channel 99 can see it, like, legitimately. Yeah. Hold on two seconds. Yeah. Solid. Okay. All right. Okay. Bottom Where row, really second from the left. Right here? Uh, That one, yep. Click it. Yeah. Click it. All right, that's just as bad as a silicone mine, right? They're all big, dude. They're, They're all, all big horrible. As mining is mining. Silicone, it's terrible yes, for the I agree. I yes. agree. But now, let me ask you this: When you dig coal, you destroy a mountain just like this. When you dig silicone, you destroy a mountain just like this. Either way, you're going to destroy a mountain. Do sure. we agree on that? Yeah. Okay, but when you burn coal, you put that entire mountain back into the atmosphere. You don't burn silicone. I don't think we're the only. I don't think we're the only people who have ever done that. No, that's of course not. Saying. The whole world burns coal. Every, yeah, everybody. That's the primary that's fuel the source issue. of Earth right now. But you don't want to be part of it. That's what you're saying. Yeah, I mean, like, look, it, it, it's just like the horse and buggy and the manure. If there's a step forward we can yeah. take, why not? Listen, take it? I want to buy a fucking Tesla. <laughs> Good I'm man. totally pro environment. I'm Good. not. I'm not oh, negating you. Yes, we, we've come I'm not full, negating yeah, you. There it is. I'm not negating you. It's I like to victory. question. I'm just questioning you because uh -huh. I think it's important as a CEO that you get fucking questioned. I love it. Um. But I also do believe in free thought and like I I also don't think the reason why I'm buying like Tesla is for the certain reasons that you would expect me to be like, oh, pro environment, pro, pro this and this and blah, blah, blah. No, it's value. No, no. For me, it's value. You buy it because of value. Yeah, it's not silicone that's just made in these batteries. If you there's nickel, there's if you lithium. look into yeah. lithium, if you look into what it takes to create a battery. Yep. Not good. Nope, not good. No, no, no. When but, you're thinking environment, oh, I'm not I don't want to put that out. I'm not arguing but, that at all. This is when it comes to car batteries, but those are a little bit different when you're when when you're talking more or less about your um your satellite. I'm sorry, not your satellite, but your home. Um, uh, what do you call it? Solar systems. Mm -hmm. So uh, essentially, your home solar system. If you were to get a battery. Those things are obviously going to be highly economical. They're going to be very much more pro-environmental versus, um, you know, anti-environmental when it comes to the longevity yes. of those things. That let's you can let's break that down. Let's yes. break that down very simply. So it makes sense that like uh, people buy this because it does save them money, and it makes yeah. sense. And and in the industry thrives because it is something that's important and people do believe in it. So I'm not, I'm not trying to negate anything that you're doing. Oh no, I, doing, I get that. What I'm, but we're what having I'm, a great discussion on yeah, this. Yeah. Thank you. Um, what I'm, what I'm doing is I'm questioning you and I'm, I'm literally being affirmative with the way that I view things and I mm -hmm. believe in things now, whether or not I want to have solar placed on my house is, is one thing, mm -hmm. but, um, my opinion could be completely different. You know, I, I, I am, um, if you think about it, more pro solar. If I were to give like a, uh, like a one to 10, I would say I'd probably give solar like a six or a seven out of 10 right now. And the only reason why is because I'd probably have more of, I would say I'm more likely 50% would be the breaking point. So if I were to give you a six or seven, it would mean that I'm more likely to get 
solar versus unlikely. So if I were to give you a three to a four to a five, I'd be more unlikely to purchase that. Right. Does that make sense? Yep. Yeah. Yep. So totally I, I, I would highly, I, I would definitely recommend solar. You are somebody who believes in what you do. You own a company for a reason. It does save people money. I've gone through multiple conversations with you and they all make sense. Um, usually very, usually very, it saves about 80 to $120,000. Yeah, you're very so. rational. The way that you present things and the type of packages that you can provide are very um very reasonable. Like Let uh, me like, let me sum it all up this yeah. way. Um getting to the environmental point and I really appreciate what you just said. Um there's nothing that we can do that doesn't hurt the environment. Every if you publish Everything a book does. that hurts the environment, you got to cut a tree down to make the paper. Yep. If you eat out, you've hurt the environment because all the fossil fuels that went into shipping the food, the preparation of the food, harvesting the food, you eating the food, there's so much waste in everything we do. Right? I accept that. Exactly. What I'm saying is if we can mitigate that waste, then why wouldn't we? If you could just... If, if you just could lessen cut, it. If you could just cut one step out of that process or if you could just... You make it more efficient. Exactly. So here's the here's the acid output. test. This is what it is. Solar, I'm not claiming, doesn't hurt the environment. It does, just like everything else we do. You you make a car, you hurt the environment. You make a house, you've hurt the environment. But going solar hurts the environment less than not going solar. If you go solar, you've got a solar system for 40 years, and in that amount of time, that's much less harmful to the environment than if you didn't go solar and you were burning coal for mm. 40 years. Mm. There's a much greater ecological solar doesn't hurt the environment at all. I'm just saying it hurts it less. And if either way you need electricity. So if I can offer you electricity or anybody can offer you electricity and it's cheaper, it's better for the environment and it gives you more emergency preparedness and ownership and equity and it saves you a crap ton of money why wouldn't you want to go solar? There's no reason not to. Exactly. If the value is there. Just sure. like you want a Tesla, not because of the environment, because Elon Musk has brought so much value to the Tesla that you're like, okay, yeah, that makes sense. Mm -hmm. And all I'm saying is on the environmental spectrum, not a Tesla, environmental impact. Tesla, environmental impact. It's less. It's just less. That's all I'm saying. So if you can do something that is less harmful, why wouldn't the you? overall impact makes a difference? Yeah, totally. Can I you imagine that. if every man, woman, and child on Earth got solar and a Tesla? Now, that's not realistic. I'm not saying that, that that should happen. But if that happened, how much more time would we have on this planet before we destroy it? Could you imagine if they um, would just release the radio technology because radio is literally anti gravitational? technology i don't know anything about imagine? that i can't well, even speak edu educatedly on that topic. could you imagine if they did that then we would never have to deal with any type of any type of fuel energy well that sounds cool i don't, yeah, I don't know anything gig. about it though it's all so good. i can't say it's all good no worries anyways all right let's wrap this up man it's been a little bit over an hour this we've is, been this like been an awesome. hour and an hour and a half so dude wait hold you. on hold on this Oh, are, yeah. are you getting bored? Are you done? No, it's only an hour. Well, it's been an hour and a half, and I'm kind of hungry. I'm not going to lie. Gotcha. Let me uh, uh, let me hit one point here because uh, it's, so, it's so quick. Sure. I told you at the beginning of the podcast I wanted to tell you that global warming doesn't matter, and here's why. Can we hit that quick? Oh, yeah. 
I think that's a super interesting topic. Well, I think global warming is a very misinterpreted um, over-explanation. So I studied biology in college, and as you can imagine, global warming was shoved down my throat with as a biology major, right? Every professor I had was a bleeding heart over global warming. Uh, disclaimer, I'm no professional in global warming. I read the International uh, Climate Accord. Um, I read what all these people are saying about global warming, but I also listen to the critics who say, well, here's why I don't think it's real because of A, B, and C, mm-hmm. reason A, B, and C. So here is the conclusion I came to. I don't know if global warming is real or not. I, I assume that it is. Uh, because CO2 is a greenhouse gas, and the more CO2 you have, the warmer the temperature is going to get. That's just... But that's, that's what we're told, right? Well, uh, I'm not here to you be... You can study... So, like, like let's say... I'm not here to if this room, you. Uh, let, let me put it this way. If you have a car that sits out in the sunshine on a hot day, the car gets way hotter inside than it is outside. Do you agree? Sure. Okay, so the the greenhouse effect is a good thing. We have to have the greenhouse effect for life to be sustained on Earth. If it wasn't for the greenhouse effect, it'd be like minus 200 degrees. And then during the daytime, it would be like 150 degrees. There would be no buffering of the environment. Mm. So the greenhouse gas is vital for life on Earth, and nobody argues if the greenhouse effect is real or not. Of course it is. CO2 is a greenhouse molecule. Ozone is a greenhouse molecule, and we want ozone, right? Uh, Water is a significant greenhouse molecule, and there's lots of water in the atmosphere, right, as water vapor. Uh, So the greenhouse effect is, again, vital for life on Earth. What everybody's afraid of is not the greenhouse effect. It's the runaway greenhouse effect. Now, fact. If you take a uh, container and you suck out all the air from it and you create a vacuum, um, and then you expose it to sunlight, it'll have a certain temperature. That would... If you fill that same container with oxygen, it'll have a certain temperature. If you fill it with CO2, which is a greenhouse gas, Mm -hmm. it gets hotter. Sure. That's scientific fact. It just absorbs uh, a different type of heat or light. What it does, the the light, so you've got the earth and you've got the atmosphere around the earth. And what happens is the sunlight comes through the atmosphere and and a lot of it gets reflected away by clouds and by atmosphere. A lot of light is just reflected back into space. And uh, that's a good thing. The ice caps, everybody talks about the ice caps because they're a giant white sheet over the North and South Pole sunlight hits that and anything white as you know if you've ever been skiing and it's a sunny day uh, you can uh, people can you know how you get a sunburn you mm-hmm. can sunburn your retina if you don't wear sunglasses on a bright snowy day because so much light gets reflected off the ground sure so everybody you know everybody's ski goggles are tinted like sunglasses because of this phenomenon so yeah. totally proven right everybody knows that's true what co2 does the sunlight comes through strikes the earth heats up the earth's surface and then the earth surface radiates heat and that heat typically gets vented to the atmosphere Um, when you've got a lot of co2 or water in the air uh, that heat comes up and it is absorbed by those molecules and redirected back to the earth's surface now again that's necessary for life on earth without that phenomenon we would all be dead the problem is if there's too much co2 then the fear is that uh, the more CO2 you have, the more heat gets radiated back down. 
the ice caps start to shrink, temperature goes up globally, and you've got this runaway greenhouse ef- effect where the hotter it gets, the more CO2 goes into the air, which means the hotter it gets, the more CO2. And it's this cyclic cycle, and it's called the runaway greenhouse effect. That's mm-hmm. what people are worried about. Now, um, but let's be I real. How many of these people actually do the analysis at that depth? Well, according Not to the International Climate Accord, quite a few scientists have done this, and it's reproducible. Yeah, but they could, but but they could tell any any of us, like just the normal population. And then, if anybody were to like negate them, they would squash it in the mainstream media. So Am here's I correct. Yeah, sure. Um, yeah, I could, fuck yeah, I'm I correct. Could see, they I would could squash see that. shit out of that. So let me ask you a question about that. Let's say that's true. Yeah. Let's say it is true. That there, I'm just let's trying. Say there I'm just trying to play devil's advocate. No, and I love it because this is where I'm going with this. Because remember, my premise here is global warming doesn't matter. Mm. Right now, you can hear from my words that I speculate that global warming is a, a real phenomenon, right? I believe that. It's possible. But I don't think it matters, I, and here's why. I don't think it's real. <laughs> so here's why it doesn't matter. Well, let's say or, there, yeah, let's say there was maybe a giant conspiracy, sure. and all the scientists were in on it, th- tens of thousands of scientists, and let's just assume that none of them spilled the beans that this was fake. Let's just assume that they all kept the secret, which would never happen, but let's just say and there was this giant conspiracy, what do they stand to gain? Nothing. What do they What do they get out of that? We stop burning coal? Yeah. Well, nothing, because it doesn't matter. Our politics are going to just do what they want to do. So, but, but let's say that there was a conspiracy. What would fuel it? Like, logically, what is it that these scientists would gain by lying to us about greenhouse gases? The only thing that fuels conspiracy is um power money control right no that's I what think, that's what all conspiracies what is, are about like what fuels it though i think what engages the people who are interested in that conspiracy is the relativity and the analytical backing that supports what it is they are uh that they're portraying does that make sense mm-hmm. so i think that is what is really important when it comes to something like a conspiracy. I don't think it necessarily has to do with um, money or I don't. So think what, what's if, the what's if, the horrible outcome if all these scientists lie to us about global warming? The horrible outcome is what we stop burning coal and uh, we go to solar and wind i don't know look at well, look at what happened when the sugar industry lied to us about sugar and fat and everybody were on, was on the fat free diet and they got fat as fuck and our uh our you know our what um, what do you think will happen if we go on the coal free diet well in 1982 when they implemented or you know the early 1980s when they implemented the whole um food pyramid our childhood obesity skyrocketed 300 percent. so um it what i've it listened means, to a ted talk about means, that by the way yeah, and you're absolutely right yes and yeah. what it means is we are sheep and the american public will fucking listen to whatever it is so i don't believe shit 
I don't believe any fucking thing. But that's, that's what's so beautiful me. about science. You don't have to believe anything. It's empirical but, data. But, but it is. But I work in data, and I talk, and I work directly with raw data, and I can take data. You can and manipulate. I can create, and I can manipulate factual yeah. and numbers. I, I admit that that absolutely. It happens. is a hundred percent correct. Bias. That's why. That's why you have when you look into these types of sciences, like where you have the, you know, one side versus the other, and one's going to be, oh, well, we're like 70% of us agree with this. Well, it doesn't matter. This, uh, numbers doesn't fucking agree. I can get a 1,000 people to say 2 plus 2 is 5. I guarantee you I or, can pay a bunch of people flat. that. F- yeah, flat <laughs> earth. Yeah, dude. Yeah, right. Exactly. Just because a lot of people are saying it doesn't make it doesn't true. Doesn't mean it's point. fucking true. Okay, exactly. So, so here's the scientific method here. And I totally agree with what you're saying. Yeah. Here's what's awesome about the scientific method. If we can get a little nerdy here just for a second. I'd love it. Okay. Scientific method states you have a hypothesis. Um, you observe something in nature. You make a hypothesis about that observation. You then test that hypothesis. And based on the results and the data that you gather from that test, you then retest the hypothesis, right? You get information, you say, oh, let's try to falsify my hypothesis based on the data that we just got. True science is all about falsification. Mm -hmm. You should always be trying to disprove. So here's what's so powerful about evolution. Um, It was a hypothesis posited by Darwin. It is now a theory. A theory and a hypothesis are very different in science. A hypothesis is largely untested. A theory has been tested again and again and again by independent sources, lots and lots of different people, and no one has been able to falsify it with a reproducible experiment. Now, reproducible. Or validify. That's, yeah, that's what I'm saying. The, meaning that you cannot disprove evolution uh, with any reproducible experiment. Every experiment. There's that, a lot of stuff out there that reproducible is the key yeah an independent lab has to be able to take your hypothesis they have to be able to take your test and the steps you took and and get the same the same information no one has been successful at disproving evolution not one person has successfully disproved evolution which is why it still stands as a theory do you know what else is a theory gravity no one has been able to disprove gravity. It well, is a if you theory, look at the sound theory waves, of gravity. Sound waves are negative energy, are anti-gravity waves. So if you take sound, if we were to get really geeky, if you take sound waves, they are, can, they are literally considered anti-gravitational waves. They are a negative wavelength. So if you look at a lot of the UFOs, a lot of the um, things that are in and out when it comes to uh, unconfirmed aerial activity, (laughs) uh, a lot of those seem to, um, a lot of them, they they seem to exhibit a lot of uh, gravitational um wavelength interactivity as far as like being able to utilize certain things such as sound waves 
and being able to direct those because being able to like manipulate gravity basically yeah at that point you manipulate gravity because it's an anti it is that was what made interstellar such a cool movie well if you look up like sound waves yeah it's all about gravity right i haven't seen her i haven't even seen that movie (gasps) you haven't seen interstellar oh my gosh oh man prepare buckle up it's like it's my favorite movie ever hell yeah and it's with um what's her face from um uh, Anne Hathaway. Uh, yeah. Uh, it, no. Yeah. Is it Anne Hathaway? Anne Hathaway and... Uh, oh, I have seen and, that. Uh, Matthew, with McConaughey. Matthew McConaughey. I've seen it. That's oh, it, phenomenal. The Interstellar is like three hours long. I've yeah. seen that phenomenal. three times, actually. Yeah. I'm, I was thinking... Um, First thing I thought when I watched that movie was I got to watch it again right now. Well, and that has to do with multi-dimensions. Yeah, it's so cool. Because he is trapped in multiple dimensions at the end, which is like so cool. you have to watch and listen to. Yeah, I, listening. I need to be really clear. I don't know anything about the sound waves and the anti-gravity and all that stuff you're talking about, so I, I can't have an intelligent conversation on it's that topic. Good. It sounds fascinating, but I, I don't know. So uh, very cool. Uh, to wrap up everything I'm saying, uh the scientific method, uh, when applied to uh, global warming, it seems to hold water. But here's why I don't think global warming matters. Let me get to now the the statement here. It doesn't matter because either way, whether there is whether pollution changes global temperature or not, mm-hmm. either way, we don't want to live around pollution. True or false? No, we don't. Nobody does. Okay, no. so so it's irrelevant. It's irrelevant if it's changing global temperatures. The discussion needs to be how can we mitigate pollution? Right. And if if we change the focus, here's the problem with partisan politics. The Democrats and Republicans are so busy bitching at each other about yes, it is true, no, it isn't true, that everybody's lost sight of the bigger picture, which is whether it's true or not is irrelevant. We just need to figure out how to reduce our uh, the amount of pollution that we're mm. we're putting into the world. Right. Either way, nobody wants to live around it. So why not take steps forward? Just like when the automobile was invented, everybody embraced that technology instead of staying with the horse and buggy. Right. Instead of a horse and buggy, today it's coal, and now there's solar. It's there. Is it perfect? No. But is it better than coal? You better damn believe it is. So there it is. That's why global warming doesn't matter. How do you feel about that uh, that argument? It doesn't matter, dude. Yeah, no, I'm 100% for you. Um, and I think you and I see eye to eye. And for the most part, everybody who's interested in solar, I think, um, dude, I, I think that you, I think Chad puts on a pretty good fucking argument for <laughs> um, not being right, left, center. It's being American. Anything man. like that. Just like not even being American, just being conscious of like your surroundings yeah. and being environmentally conscious um, in general, just making sure that you're able to uh, give back in the best possible way to make sure that your kids are able to, you know, uh, do the same. So, um, shoot man where can people find you are you you got well like- you know we're just a local company so i mean there's a lot of people are going to listen to this podcast and you know in other countries and other states and what i would say to those people is look it doesn't really matter what solar company you go with all solar companies i mean just do your research you should get a phenomenal deal that's much cheaper than the local utility and you should get it for free it like as far as upfront cost there should be no upfront cost and you should replace your public utility bill with a solar bill it doesn't matter what company you go with just go get solar Right, it's better in every way. There's if you do a pro list and a con list, there's literally no cons to solar other than 
what you said, I don't like the way it looks on the roof. That's literally the only argument against solar. And even that is a pretty weak argument because of all the benefits it gives you, who cares? So um, I don't. I didn't mean to make this whole thing about solar, and I, I certainly hope that's not what people no, took away good, from this. I, I wanted to make it more of like a philosophical conversation where people understood, like, it was. Let's just take a step forward as humanity. Yeah. No, you're like, good, that's man. Really, what it's about. You it know? was, dude. It was dope. It was a great conversation. I don't think we got too in depth. I may have rambled quite a bit. No, I, I, I actually really appreciated your comments, man. Thank I, you. It was a great discussion. Um, I think that uh, the impact in general of solar is very important. I think that uh, it's something that will continue to thrive and and grow. I think it's an industry that uh, is still in its. Uh, Infancy, um, really. Infancy, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think um, as we see, um, you know, more and more strides within our political um, environment to increase our protection and our agencies that are held within those protections um, and held accountable for the protections, I think that that's something that's important. So um, do I, obviously we didn't touch on... Uh, a lot of the topics we wanted to, but we're also almost two hours in. So let's go ahead and wrap this up. Make sure that you subscribe, everybody. Channel 99 is anywhere. Spotify, iTunes, um, Podcast Addict, uh, Apple Podcasts, fuck man google podcast i'm literally <laughs> everywhere. anywhere you can think of he's everywhere channel, search channel 99 you'll find me i've got tons of episodes amazing people hence why i've chat on the show yeah no, thanks man make sure you subscribe give us five stars pass the episode along um and uh have a wonderful rest of your day <laughs> that was beautiful <laughs> <laughs> fuck yeah it was uh, peace